what was that song? I just joined you. I don't know. I, didn't I was know just what it was. making noises. Adam um, gets annoyed when I try to sing along to songs I don't know the words or melody to. Like, he'll be, like, humming or singing, and he'll be like, do you even know what you're doing? And I'm like, no! <laughs> I never know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I've never known the correct lyrics for a song. I've never been on key, um, but I'll sing anyway, and no one can stop me. Do what your heart wants to do. Let's Welcome to, to this. Okay. I love karaoke. Okay. I'm going to sing like when you get blondes like- off key. I like when you get a private room, but like, have you ever gotten a private room for karaoke, but you're in there with like one person you know pretty well and then a bunch of other people you like don't know that well? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's really weird. Uh, I've actually never been to karaoke because um, I think like the people who do karaoke and the people I tend to hang out with like very rarely do the Venn diagrams line up. We've been doing a lot of Venn diagram talk, but yeah, that's true. I mean, I will, I would do it with like, let's fucking go, man. I think it'd be really fun to get like a booth or a room with when we are in Arizona with Adam and Caesar. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm sure a couple of my friends would go, but yeah, like I, like my industry friends like they're like nah let's just go get fucked up somewhere you know it's not like I want to like play in a karaoke night and they're like no I can't I can't roll with the industry people like I used to like when we went out with your friends from the lamb and I was like paralyzed by being (laughs) where I was (laughs) to be fair they gave I ordered a high life and they gave me it on draft I don't want more high life on draft that's no one has ever wanted a high life on no I was like I tried to drink it but I was like I just wish this were in a bottle it like doesn't taste good when it's not in a bottle uh but I love a shot in a high life is like I haven't done a shot in years years and years I don't know. I yeah, we all the time. I also like have been on both sides of the bar, so like I like being in a stuffy, uncomfortable, crowded room where everyone's like trying to get your attention or you're trying to get their attention doesn't bother me because I do it nightly. So I will say that night at Chove's, I was like, I could be asleep right now. This but that poor that dude. I was super. Oh concerned. my god! I know you guys were all like the poor man. <sighs> Hi, uh, former co-worker <laughs> of Rebecca. About? If you're listening, this is alienating for everyone else. Uh, welcome Sorry. to the Spooky Succubus cast for another edition. This is Abby and Rebecca talking horror movies through an intersectional feminist, anti-capitalist, anti-racist, communist lens. And we're tackling some bitchy little boys and some white generational wealth with the movie that I loved in 2006. And I'm pretty sure I saw Did it in theaters. I loved it. I think I saw it in theaters with my best friend Gabby at the time. Um, this is maybe one of the worst movies I've ever watched. I it is like I was texting Rebecca know. and I my body like seized up because I was laughing, but I was also cringing. <laughs> so I was like never comfortable because I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> There was a lot of times, yeah, that I was, like, laughing. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why, why is this the choice? This is an absolutely unwatchable movie. In fact, not for this movie, but five other times, the director, whose name is Rennie Harlan, has been nominated for a Razzie. Five other times for other movies, but not for this movie. <laughs> Slow clap. Um, how Abs- how is he not nominated for this movie? Absolutely terrible. First question. But 
Well, he also directed the worst Die Hard. Die Hard 2. Worst Die Hard. Sorry. Die Maybe Ari. I don't know who Ari is. A phone call came through on my computer. I'm sorry if you heard it. <gasps> um, but the yeah. worst it's, Die Hard, yeah. I mean, said, this guy's been all over the place. What are you doing, bro? If you like this movie, that's okay. You I do like, like it. it, but I also it's find fun. it unwatchable. It's kind of fun, but it's sort of unwatchable. Um, I, I watched it twice. In two days, I deserve an award because um, it was painful. It was I can't difficult. believe you watched it twice. Well, I'd never seen it before, and I don't like, especially when I have to write the plot and I've never seen it. I don't like to like be stopping and starting. I want to like watch the movie in its entirety yeah. as intended, and then stop and start. And do it. My problem Although is I, I pause <laughs> the movie and then I watch TikTok for like fifteen to twenty minutes, and then I'm like, wait, wait, what was I doing? What's going on in this dumb movie? But um. It's got some uh, himbos in this. There's basically nothing but himbos in this movie. Yeah, we have. Did we say come, what we're talking about? Come gutters. The Covenant. The Covenant uh, from 2006. The beautiful Oscar-nominated global globe. What's the, what's that award called? The Golden, Golden Globe Award-winning. I don't know. Are Golden Globes for movies? I don't know. We have a I movie think podcast. Globes I know are nothing for about movies. It. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. Emmys incredible. are for TV. So the young man who plays Pogue is also on Friday Night Lights, but he is just like an atrocious actor. And I'm pretty sure that show ran for like ten seasons or something. How? I've never seen Friday Night Lights. Uh, that older dude who's in it, whose name escapes me, is pretty hot. But um, older guy. I think like. Dudes playing football isn't, like, fun to watch, so. Oh, on Friday Night Lights, I thought you were talking about an older guy in this movie. I was like, everyone is, like, a 25-year-old playing a Everyone is, yeah, everyone <laughs> is 25 playing 16 or 17 or whatever. 17, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah, there's, like, one teacher. There's Seth. the provost who's, like, an old potato man. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, you kids don't know anything about the death, right? You're all fine. Your ID was in the car, but you're not a suspect. Nothing suspicious. You have a lot of money, young boy. You're really hot and you're rich, so you're fine. Great jawline, son. Are you uh, avoiding actually reading the plot to this movie? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Okay, so The Covenant. Beautiful, shining media. Uh, directed by Redding Harlan in 2006. I didn't see it then, even though I was 15 and the target audience for this movie. I think um, it would have been up your alley, and you might feel differently about it now probably, if you had been yeah. exposed to it as I was. Maybe. Uh, I'm, like, against my will, like, against my will, violently attracted to Sebastian Stan. It's, like, a problem. We'll get into it later, but... Um, I get it. He's got, like, cute, nice face, but also, like, he's, like, brooding. He's, like, yeah, like, seems sad. I, I don't know. I mean, I watched Itania like so many times. And oh my god, love. He's really he's Galuli, right? He's really good. <sighs> yeah, Galoos. but like really good. Sorry, I just like right in the mic. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, no, I think he's hot too. He actually kind of looks like a guy I used to have sex with in my younger years, who shall remain wow. nameless. <laughs> Say it out loud. Um, I could, I could <laughs> say it. <laughs> I could really, uh, I could really pull him like with the best of him back in the day, girl. I'm sure you could. Now you've got, you've pulled the best of the best of them. You know what I mean? That is so true. 
Yes, uh, Sebastian. Sure. I'm like really. I'm like I feel the sweat going down my. This is the second episode we have <laughs> recorded today, which is why um, we're sorry, a little loopy. We're a mess. Yeah, uh, so we have so this movie. Stephen Strait as Caleb, Sebastian Stan as Chase, Taylor Kitsch as Pogue, and then a guy that looks a lot like Draco Malfoy, but is not Draco Malfoy, whose name is Toby Hemingway as Friend. Reed. No, yeah, he was. I hated him. The and then first for, time we talked, I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" I don't you're like. Stop. Why are you wearing fingerless gloves? Like, I'm. <laughs> yes. Not, not doing this with you, bro. I'm sure he's a fine person, but I hated his, por- Prove his it. performance in this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right, you don't want to do this, but okay, I'm doing this. Right, <laughs> <laughs> All right, black text over paint effect stroke. It's like that, it's like so bad. You, they made it on Photoshop. I don't know. Yeah, it's like fire. Also, like definite effect. Definite flash warning if you have epilepsy or like any other kind of neurodivergency that makes you sensitive to whatever this new was. metal. <laughs> new metal. Um, I I personally think my body rejects new metal. Yeah. Like I said to Rebecca, I was like, this is like some Hoobastank era. Yeah, <laughs> it hurts my ears. Um. So the text reads, no one really knows how the power came to be. Not even the Book of the Damned recorded, Damnation recorded its beginning. But those who mastered it have always been hunted. In the middle of the 17th century, many escaped the brutal witch hunting, etc. It goes on and on. Um, but the power spread through Massachusetts. Uh, the families of Ipswich formed a covenant of silence. I have and to for- also, like, before we get too far into it, the name dropping of random North Shore towns was making me, like, cry laughing. Let's go all the way across to Mobblehead. <laughs> I was like, what? And I his name is Danvers? Like, why Danvers. are you so far up Massachusetts ass? Like, chill. I literally was like, is this movie being paid for by the North Shore Bureau of Tourism? Like, <laughs> I read fact- a pretty... <laughs> The fact that they took him to Gloucester when it's like 40 minutes from Boston to go to these hospitals. I was just so stupid. Um, Yeah, so far away. They're not close to each other, (laughs) any of the towns that they named. Um, Also to like refer to Boston as like a city for like a poor, like this girl went to Boston public, so she must be poor is like. I have a lot. I have a lot to say about that. Having a lot of experience actually working with Boston public school students. So freaking problematic. Sorry, Frankie's barking at something in the other room. Uh, Probably me like cackling. (laughs) A funny article from Boston.com about this movie and how like how how much they hated it uh i mean it's like first of all it was filmed in like a swamp this in no way looks like boston at all like it doesn't look like and they have some stock footage i'm pretty sure the south shore like a situate and then uh yeah just like literally like muddy swamp roads with no kinds of vegetation that grow here which i know is like kind of bitchy but like i'm pretty sure you didn't get permission to film canada And they, yeah, they depict Ipswich as, like, this, like, cliffy town that's, like, yeah, doesn't have any... Yeah, it's not, like... I was so confused. It's not Ireland. We don't have cliffs like that here. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I um, know it's, like, kind of stupid, but... Yeah, Ipswich and Marblehead, not exactly that close to each other. <laughs> um, like, it all was just, like, super it silly. It was just silly. It was just silly, yeah. Um... 
But they created a covenant of silence. And for 300 years, it kept them safe until now. Cue new metal music over images of witch trials, old book pages, fire words like ascend, family, power, etc. 13 firstborn boys, etc. Um, and yeah, the soundtrack hurts my ear holes. Uh, my ear we pan holes up, as well. <laughs> are dying. We pan up to four teenage boys, Tyler, Reed, Pogue, and Caleb, on a cliff looking down at a, like a party in the middle of the woods. I don't know. They've and got a DJ. Not so a location that looks like Massachusetts. Uh, they all drop they down the bon- cliff. It looks like a fun party, the bonfire and stuff. Yeah. Um... They all drop down the cliff unscathed and their eyes flash black with fire. Um, Kate and new girl Sarah from Boston Public, as mentioned, look around the party (laughs) Um, as Kate points out the who's who of the scene, including mean couple Aaron and bitchy girl Kira. Uh, Kira has curly hair, so you know she's a twat. She's mean, and for some reason, they really make her like she's going to be part of the movie for two scenes, and then they're like, "Now we forgot about her." Yeah, they're like, uh, "We just wanted to make it really clear that Sarah is like a poor and scrappy underdog for no reason." Uh, there's a fellow new kid in town, Chase. Uh, as the four flying boys approach, Kate calls them the sons of Ipswich. <laughs> imagine I I, like, like, imagine encouraging like that nickname i would be like please don't call us that that's so weird so fucking stupid yeah um pogue and kate are dating and both reed and caleb got the hats for sarah like immediately she hasn't even opened her mouth and they're like boobs yeah (laughs) she's got blonde hair and tits uh kira and aaron approach to stir up some shit they start to scuffle and chase approaches to break it up uh, but he just, like, calls her a bitch. I was confused. Uh, Reed's eyes flash black, and one of Aaron's friends pukes. The DJ announces the cops are on the way, and everybody scrambles. I wrote Sarah's the same thing. cops I wrote cops every time. This is why we have a podcast together. Sarah's giving Kate and Chase a ride back to their dorms, but her car won't start, so Reed magics it into existence again <laughs> and the three depart the cops catch up beep, to beep. our little witchy boys um and give chase they head full speed to a, a cliff the like one of 25 cliffs again this is not part of the medium. geography yeah <laughs> vicinity if uh, there's the a co- cliff it's like 20 feet high <laughs> like this is not a thing yeah uh and it's on the ocean i don't know it's confusing uh the cops honk thinking the kids don't know that they're they're heading for the cliff's edge. Poke says it'll take all of them, and all of their eyes turn black. Uh, as they go over the cliff, Reed screams, Harry Potter can kiss my ass. Okay. So that's where we're at that's, with the dialogue. That's what's Just happening. And I think they made him say that because he literally looks, looks exactly like, like Draco Malfoy. For real. Um, their car disappears over the cliff and reappears unscathed behind the cop car. The boys peel out, even though the cops have seen their faces and their license plate uh, and could definitely investigate further. But whatever. They're like, know. we're tired. <laughs> uh, at the dorms, Chase walks the girls to their uh, room, killing the worst CGI spiders. Um, the CGI ever. spiders, I feel like they should have just used rubber spiders. It would have been better. So much better. Um 
Kate and Chase are like sort of flirty. Mostly Kate is flirty with him, and he's like, "I'm gay." Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's like I'm actually trying to fuck all sorry. your boyfriends. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry to say, uh, Pogue gets a mitre- motorcycle from nowhere uh, and drops Caleb off at his big mansion. His mother is up waiting for him, smoking a cig and drinking. I love some that scotch. he drops him at the end of this like two mile driveway too. Gotta get my steps on a little in. motorcycle. Like, come on. Um, that's how he stays so fit. That the long walk up and down his huge mansion stairs, and he suffers. He's he <laughs> could be at the dorms partying with the rest of them, and yet he lives in this like five thousand square foot mansion, weeping. He has to, you know. He's got to suffer and take care of his mother, who is not sick but depressed. Like, give that woman some medication and therapy. Yeah, I mean, like. Nobody's going to be like, you need help, you know? No one's going to put their foot down. They're just going to let this happen. Let it run its course. Um, uh, that's she, <laughs> she remarks on his upcoming birthday and how she mis- misses his father. She says the power he and his friends developed at 13 are nothing compared to what he will have when he turns 18 and ascends. <sighs> I also uh, like so clumsy. Those powers you got when you were 13 years old are nothing compared to the powers that you'll get when you're 18 years old. And this is how I so naturally talk. And I'm not trying to be explanatory for any reason. This is just how I my voice is. <laughs> it's so this crazy. is an exposition. This is a regular <laughs> mother son interaction. We're chatting, okay? <laughs> Uh, she warns that he'll use the powers more and more until they take over. Also, like the metaphor of magic to drugs, like uh, so I literally clumsy. wrote cl- I literally wrote clumsy addiction metaphor. <laughs> yep. F- fuck, dude. Like, how much can they use the term "using" and "to use"? Like, I okay, don't. I fucking get it. Like, I, I get know it. we have to talk about it, but I like don't even want to talk about it. It's so outrageous and honestly offensive to people that struggle with actual addiction problems. Super offensive. That come from underserved communities like Boston. God, talk about wealth disparity. Jesus Christ. Oh, I know. It's Uh, kind of sickening. uh, Also, these these are not 17th century barns, okay? I've seen a 17th century barn. Just saying. (laughs) Mad. I'm heated. Big mad. (laughs) Uh, in their room, Sarah asks Kate about the boys who, uh, the, our flying boys. Uh, and she says they came from the original five families that, uh, colonized Ipswich. Uh, and one family died out in the Salem witch trials. Sarah seems interested in Caleb and departs to shower. Okay, so here's my other problem, right? They were at the party. They were all wearing, like, regular clothes. They're in the dorm room. Both of them are in their underwear slash night things. Fine. And then... Sarah takes off her night things and goes into the shower. Wouldn't you? You're like wasting a whole set of clothes. Like yeah, shower probably, and then get into your night. And things. like you are by a bonfire, so you're probably smelling like smoke. Now your pajamas smell like smoke. Why did you take the step of going to pajamas when you could just go straight to shower? Agreed. It's like we need to see these ladies' nipples at every opportunity. I'm like, just like I'm not that interested in these nipples. You know what? I want to see some weird nipples. I don't want to see these generic nipples. Perfect little tiny nipples. Give me something Um, else. (laughs) Give me uh, Angela Bassett playing a three-boobed, like, circus freak in American Horror Story, even. Give me something a little with a little pizzazz. 
I know, like, American Horror Story is a trash show, and Freak Show especially is, like, really, like, a bad, ableist Very like, season. Very ableist. I stand but Angela Bassett no matter what, though. Angela Bassett can do no wrong. Also, Evan Peters as Lobster Boy is... <sighs> whoo, I, I know. I can't handle it. It's too much. He's like pleasuring women it like i was like ah, but like mm, maybe i'd go i'd probably go to the, the party i don't know wait who um, was his love interest did he he didn't really have one everybody i think he like fucked but like 12 people remember paul like the seal guy and then meryl streep's daughter that was a nice love affair oh it was, it was so sweet. cute meryl uh, anyway, streep's that's... daughter i don't know her name but I know, I know she looks exactly like Meryl Streep. It's true. Um, while Sarah is no, that's not where we're going. The c- c- cops disregard the boys' antics as a trick of the light from the lighthouse. Oh um, yeah, wrong. yeah, false. <laughs> uh, and they find a car in the woods with a dead teenager inside. His pupils are all. They got. Wet. They have a lot going on tonight. Yeah. Um, will they properly investigate any of it? No. While well, Sarah they did is, find a suspect's school ID in the backseat and did nothing about it. So I'm And did sure, absolutely yeah. nothing because he's rich and white. Um, while Sarah is showering, one of the bathroom light bulbs breaks unprovoked. She goes out and, like, leans down and investigates it. It's a broken light bulb. Like, move it on broke. with your life. Just go. You're done. If you're done showering, go back to your dorm room. What are you fucking doing? Um... While she's looking, bending down, we see a blurry floating form behind her. She feels it and turns around, but sees only her reflection in the mirror. I will say this was, like, revolutionary for me when I was, however old I was in 2006, like, 16, 17. I was like, high schoolers can have tattoos. I, like, thought her tramp stamp was so cool. I kind of want a tramp stamp now. Get a tramp stamp. I suggested Uh, to my sister-in-law that we get matching tramp stamps that say, Richter girls, because that's both our married name. And she said, ha ha. And I just want to reiterate that I'm not kidding. Uh, oh, you're not going to get Richter sets? It's like like a Richter set. Oh, I get Thank it. You. Good one. Ah. Adam said ah. I shouldn't get a tramp stamp. And I said, you don't, you can't control me. You don't know he, was, me. he was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um,. In the hallway, she bumps into Reed, our aforementioned Malfoy lookalike, uh, being all creepy in his fingerless gloves. Uh, they go back to the bathroom to check it out for no reason. Also, Sarah, and why there. are you running around back in the go? You'd be like, no, I'm good. Have a good night. You have Smell no you later. shower shoes on. Like, you are not wearing flip-flops around this disgusting dorm. There's, There's probably pubic glass. hair everywhere. Broken glass. Um, Caleb I know. wakes from... Sarah, like, get a clue, girlfriend. She's got none. She serves only to be blonde. Uh, I actually think Sarah is an extremely bad character, obviously, but she is blonde. It's true. That's basically all I know about her. Uh, Caleb and wakes she's from poor. sleep. Poor. Poor. Poor ish. Uh, Caleb wakes from sleep, all sweaty and startled. Uh, for every. Everyone in this movie is sweaty. Like, I know. I feel sweaty. like I'm like uh, as You're sweaty as I am now. right now. <laughs> uh, like I can't. Ru- I can't run the AC while we record. Not all of us I'm have central sorry. air, madam. It's true. I'm still sweating though because I get. I'm getting worked up over here. 
I mean, this is uh, a lot to deal with. Yeah. <clears throat> While driving into town and chatting with his best pal Pogue on the phone, Caleb tells him about waking up last night because he could feel one of them using their powers. He thinks it's Reed, who is jealous that Caleb is ascending first. Just then, Caleb turns to see a darkling, quote darkling, apparition of a dead boy, of the dead boy in the car. A lot of them are doing Batman voice, too, at certain points, or like, I just said Darkling! (laughs) I'm Batman. I'm like, okay, (laughs) calm down. Um, Uh, Imagine (laughs) Christian Bale as Batman's just running around. Honestly, it wouldn't be out of place in this movie. No, yeah. That tracks. (laughs) He probably has a mansion somewhere in Massachusetts. True. Um, He almost collides with a semi, but magically disassembles and reassembles the car, saving himself. He tells Pogue what happens, and they agree to talk to Reed that night at Nikki's, at the bar Nikki's, which is like a cool place that lets teenagers go. I actually think it looks like a really fun towny bar, but like I texted you, imagine that you are your age, you're yourself now, and you're just going to have like a couple of drinks at a bar in town, and there's like literally rabid 17-year-olds dry humping each other and getting in like fights at the pool table. Like, Talk about big eye roll. I'd be like, somebody get these like, get them out of out here. Of here. <laughs> I am tr- I am trying to have a drink. Okay, I'm I'm next on the pool tables, and these fucks are like I don't. Know. Honestly, if they're if I want to play pool and there are dudes like that at a pool table, I won't even try. I don't yeah, even want to like, deal let's with sit it. At the yeah. bar and wait until they leave. Um, and I like. I mean, I'm not good at pool, but I like playing pool. In bars, I love but, playing pool. But when I'm there are dudes, when there are dudes like that, it's like so uncomfortable, and you feel so weird being like, "We're next," like because you know they're going to watch be bad, you the whole time anyway. I yeah. don't care if I'm bad. Shut That's up. why Boston Bowl is the shit. There's like 15 pool tables there, and everyone is drunk. Remember, we went there on my birthday. Once. Yeah, it was really fun. I had fun. And I remember, uh, a fr- if you're listening, Clarissa, a friend of Clarissa's was there wearing a bathrobe, and it inspired me to wear my bathrobe outside. Uh, Ariana is, yeah, she'll, like, wear whatever is most comfortable um, and whatever she can get away without wearing underwear, which I celebrate. Speaking of no underwear, we'll get to that, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, the casual <laughs> sexual assault. God, okay. Is this is this episode making any sense? I'm sure it's I don't not. know. <laughs> So, Kara, nope, Sarah, Kate, and Chase. <laughs> Who's Kara? We, we don't might know, as well. okay? <laughs> we might as well call them Kara. Uh, Sarah, Kate, and Chase run into Caleb at the pharmacy slash drugstore. Kate and Chase go to a movie, and Sarah goes with Caleb to run errands. They go to the old uh, original colony settlement and drive by Putnam Barn. They stop at fa- Caleb's family's first colony house, uh, he says the only person there is their caretaker, Gorman, who shoots at them when they drive up. Uh, Caleb heads inside to drop off the drugs he got. Isn't Gorman an aliens or alien reference, too? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Aliens. Aliens. Uh, <laughs> Should we cut this out? <laughs> uh, Gorman tells him to be careful and is super grumpy, but is barely a character, so You better be it. careful, boy. I don't like it when characters call other people boy. It's just boy, very, it's very unpleasant. Racist. It's very racist. Yeah. Uh, we see an old withered hand of someone sitting by the fire. I think the powers of deduction, you know, can lead you to who it is. But, you know, we'll, we'll leave you in This suspense. movie is like, it's a big reveal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know. 
Um, we'll get to that later. At Nikki's, aforementioned Nikki's bar where kids are being obnoxious, the gang's all there. Reed and Tyler are pool hustling. Aaron and his friends, Aaron, the gross, uh, toxic. He looks familiar too. I'm gonna Google it. Like weird curly hair. I can't handle it. And when Pope wow. approaches. You heard it here first. Rebecca <laughs> hates it. curly hair. Isn't your husband a curly haired fella? Yeah, he's got like sort of curly hair. If he lets it grow out, it's curly. He's just like really thick and wavy slash curly. Uh, it's his, like, it's like greasy curly, this dude, Aaron. He's like got weird it's greasy curly hair. like lank. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I know this guy from? He's so familiar looking. Uh, you look into it. Covenant. I'm going to keep going. I am looking into it. <laughs> oh, he's in the Cheetah Girls. Derek oh, from the Cheetah Girls. Oh, my God. I love the Cheetah Girls. See, wasn't that worth it? Oh, my it God. I like also, one was... of the Cheetah Girls was in a girl band that I loved, 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 that I can't think of the name of. Don't worry. I'm on it. Keep going. Uh, when I was younger, like, Cheetah it was like girls. the 90s generation of girl Adrian, bands and boy Adrian bands. Adrian Bayonne. Remember? What was she in? Yeah. It was like four eleven or three remember one to then one she, or something. Three uh, LW and then remember three LW. She um, dated Rob Kardashian for like ever. That was like her big thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, they the had Kardashians like Kardashians are your game, but they had like a super public breakup on Keeping Up. Poor Adrian. Um, but I loved three LW, which stands for Three Little Women. In case you didn't know, <laughs> I um, did not know that. But yeah, when I was in like the 90s, like girl bands, boy bands were huge. And me, every other child would like perform songs. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we always did the Spice Girls. Guess which Spice Girl I was against my will? Uh, Sporty. No. Oh, scary. I was posh. Why'd they make you posh? Because I'm like the quiet one. I think you have sporty energy. Maybe, yeah. Uh, what do you most I always identify wanted to, with? I always wanted to be ginger, you know, because mm. I'm like, I don't know. I just want to be ginger. Adam has been exploring why Baby Spice and Britney Spears before she became slutty are his favorite. I was like, because America teaches us to infantilize women and make them women, sexy yeah. babies. Yeah. Sexy babies, uh, born yesterday. Uh, but sexy born yesterday. I think that I like sporty because you can tell she was not like a natural athlete. They like just put a tracksuit on her, and I really like. I mean, I would wear her. all of her outfits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, those like tearaway pants she was always wearing. Oh hell yeah, those were the shit. Like I wear to this day, wear like crop top halter tops like i have like nine of them in my closet right now like that's what i wear so they look good they look cool forget about it forget Uh, about it all right we have to we have to do anyway we have to talk about this movie at nikki's the gang's all here i forgot what i was talking about oh they're hustling the guys are hustling the guy with the bad hair Pogue approaches, and they use their magic to sexually assault a stranger and blow her skirt up so everyone sees her ass uh, Pogue leaves them to go be mean and dismissive to his girlfriend, Kate. Chase and Caleb play foosball and are getting along, but Pogue be jealous. Uh, it's cause Pogue and Chase want to fuck each other, but like Pogue isn't ready to admit that. And Chase Pogue, is like, but wait. Pogue, Chase, Caleb, like who? I think they all kind of want to fuck each other. 
Yeah, I Caleb is so like wooden though that like I don't think he Yeah, I think Pogue and Chase like, have the most sexual tension. Chemistry, sure. they yeah. really do. Uh Annoyed that the boys aren't paying enough attention to them, Sarah uh, puts Joan Jett on the jukebox and grabs Caleb to dance. A very long, very long scene ensues involving bad dancing and weird camera work. I fully dissociated during this scene. I woke up when they were, like, back in the dorms. Uh, Yeah, and, like, oh, you know, we're not having fun, so we have to become, like, exhibitionists and make ourselves a spectacle so the boys pay attention to us. Like, or you could play words with friends or something, okay? Like, you don't <laughs> or you have could to just do, do your own thing. But also, yeah. like, I hate that they're like sitting there at the table. Is like a dynamic I've been familiar with. Is like women doing one thing and men doing another thing is like kind of annoying. But also, just like fuck off. You don't, they obviously don't care about you. Why do you care about them? But- For me, I'm gonna sit down. So whoever remains sitting <laughs> down, that's who Great. I'm hanging with. Like they are my people. Like, they're singing the song of my people, like, sitting down is my love language. So, you know, whatever happens, I'm good to sit down. But Kate is, they, like, Sarah gets up to dance and be annoying, and Kate's like, no, I'm chilling. I wanted to sit. I'm going to sit. Yeah, I have a burger, so. I I have to eat. Like, I'm hungry. Yeah, it takes Um, a lot of energy to deal with that toxic boyfriend of hers. Poke, who, yeah, doesn't doesn't want to be in your relationship. He just, like, wants to own you, like, a possession. Yeah, but. he just doesn't want you to be with anyone else, but he's going to mm. be dismissive and cruel to you for the rest of your lives, because you'll probably marry him, because mm. he has a lot of money. Because you have trauma bonding. Um, Aaron and... I mean, Aaron you know and his, how what? I feel about... Tra- you know how I feel about trauma bonding. Trauma bonding, bonding I know. Uh, Aaron and his cronies, um, and Reed and Tyler... Or, like, getting in a scuffle because Reed and Tyler are using their magic to hustle them. They all take it outside, but the bouncer breaks it up because he's, like, teenagers. I let you in here, (laughs) but get the fuck out. Um, Alone are our witchy boys, and they're bickering. Reed uses his powers on Caleb, but Caleb pushes back and gives a bad speech, like, I don't who this actor whose name escapes me. It's Stephen Strait. Stephen Strait. Like what is? And then the way sweet baby Tyler is like, it's not nice to use your power on each other. And he's like, shut up, (laughs) fuck you. He did it first. Um, But like the speech he gives is laughable. As Um, I said, I did sort of black out and wake up when they were back at the. uh, I can't. I didn't write any of it down. It doesn't fucking matter. But it was just like. And then he, like, is throwing, like, Reed is, like, I don't know, doing something. He, like, makes the veins pop out on his hand. And then Caleb, like, throws him, like, throws him across the alley into a bunch of bottles. Like, that's uncalled for. Like, you're escalating the situation. we don't teach boys and men how to communicate their emotions, so they punch each other. Quit it. Um, Quit it. Reed denies. Oh, Caleb is mad because um, he thinks that Reed was the one who was using magic uh, the night that he woke up. He's all like, sweaty you made me sweaty. Like, yeah. <laughs> nah, bro, it wasn't me. Uh, but nobody believes him except for Tyler. Um, but nobody cares about Tyler, so doesn't matter. That night, Sarah has an intense dream that spiders are calling all over her and Kate in their dorm room. Caleb wakes up again suddenly in the middle of the night. Again, extremely sweaty. Pogue also wakes up, also very sweaty, immediately calls um, his BFF, Caleb, and they're like, he, I saw the Darkling, too. He's like, uh, you up? <laughs> hey, bro, you up? 
I wanted to, I, I was, I just wanted to, like, chat with you. I didn't have a wet dream or anything. If you, I um, called you at 2 a.m., can you imagine? <laughs> you'd be like, first of all, you'd, well, you'd probably be up, but. I would be like, awake. <laughs> I'm at work. What do you, are you okay? Yeah, like, are you dead? Yeah. <laughs> Um, at school, the provost calls Caleb into his office and lectures him about the fight at the bar and urges him to be a good influence I over Chase. I would argue that we could have cut the provost scenes out, y'all. Oh, for sure. Uh, also, the four I, the four authors they're studying, I forget. Um, I think it was like definitely. I don't Kurt remember. Vonnegut, One of them was Stephen King. Stephen King. No, like, it wasn't all, Vonnegut. They were but just they were a bunch of white guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The provost tells him to be a good influence and that Ka- uh, Chase's family has given a lot of money to the school. So, like, play it cool, bro. Uh, in the library, Sarah is looking up paganism. And the, <laughs> She's like, spiders, I cracked it, says, it. Pagan on the, uh, yeah. Uh, and the Ipswich Colony's witchy past. We don't get much exposition, just random images of the Putnam barn, spiders, the words John Putnam, witch, trials, etc. At the pool, we got our boys in our little itty-bitty shorts. Itty, tiny, tiny. And the little cum gutters. Um, uh, They're just, like, standing around. They're just like, we need to, we paid these men to have abs. We need to show them all having abs. Uh, Chase gets into a very, very homoerotic fight with Aaron. They're Um, all nude. Like, you're seeing everybody's booty. And Aaron, well, first of all, they use the F slur, which was bad. Uh, I forget who calls who the F slur, but it's uh, just like, just fuck each other. Like, you're killing me with come this. Come on. And then uh, <laughs> Chase says, like, talks about his penis. Um, and then. And but yeah, then he they makes like, fun of Aaron's peen size and then punches him. And then now everyone likes him because everyone hates yeah. Aaron. And Aaron, like, chokes him and he, like really likes it he just like just have really group likes sex. it yeah just they, like nobody each other. cares <laughs> it's fine like nobody cares obviously uh, nobody is checking up on what's going on in the locker room so just <laughs> do what you gotta do uh caleb is impressed with chase's um i don't know bad boy punching abilities it's uh, like you assaulted a peer now we're friends this is part of my argument that chase is like super gay because he's gay it's like i mean he's definitely he's queer coded like his dialogue he's queer coded -coded. yeah like his dialogue the way he's acting but one of the instances is this is like he just punched this dude right caleb's like yeah bro good job and then chase is like you want to hang out later and then so is standing together is chase and caleb and pogue and tyler and then he only looks at pogue and is like you want to come pogue's like nah because I want to fuck you. And if I go, maybe I would. And he just completely yeah. ignores the other guy because he doesn't care. He only he has got a big fat crush on one of them, you know? Pogue is afraid of his feelings, for sure. He's And afraid. then, like, I mean, later, we'll talk about this, but, like, I only use Kate to get to you, and I'm only using you to get to uh, Caleb. That is not logical. You just, you just You're wanted to. You're using Pogue to get to poke. to poke like That's it's okay it. yeah it's fine um at the dorm sarah and poke get into a fight over you guessed it chase kate uh, and, and after who did i say sarah, sarah. they kate and sarah Their are names too are similar sarah of and names kate. and i can't <sighs> yeah sarah, and he she said them. kate he calls Pogue calls her like eight or nine times like hey that's actually abusive narcissistic behavior Mm-hmm. Get your man a therapist. 
Or possibly a dick in his butt. Or just forget it. Yeah, get him a dick. That's what he wants. Um, I I don't know. You can, I don't know. But uh, Sarah, Sarah, the actual Sarah, the blonde Sarah, and Caleb get all kissy in his car, and he invites her to Fall Fall Fest, Fest? the dance, which is on Friday, which is also his 18th birthday, which is also when he ascends. Remember him ascending? Uh, Um, Yes, they have mentioned it once or twice, indeed. Once or (laughs) twice, or every scene. Uh, That night, Caleb is awoken again by the Darkling, and is again sweaty. We're back in the pool. Swim me. Back in the little itty bitty shorts. I just Uh, like, okay, so not like, I don't like subscribe to any discourse or like, you know, of the coding around like the masculinity of different sports, but swimming is kind of like a goofy thing for them to be so competitive about. He's like, you're not going to swim freestyle. That's Caleb's race. And they're so toxic about it. And I'm like, it actually seems really restful and relaxing and like good for you. How can you be so mad when you're swimming? I don't know. Swimming. Because it's like a no contact sport is like, what you're not like you're in your own lane, like doing your own thing. Like, and even when they show, so, okay. So in the scene, um, Chase and Caleb are racing each other in freestyle and they're neck and neck and like there you see shots of each of them like bringing their head up and out of the water to breathe like you can't see someone else taking a breath that's impossible because there's water you? everywhere there's water and you're wearing go- goggles tiny little goggles on like you can't see shit also the, the uh, speaking from many like, experiences like this like <laughs> They I were couldn't like, even uh, tell who's who is who. They they look the same. They have the same head shape, and I they're mean, it just looks guys. like they wanted to kiss each other, which is our hypothesis for the whole movie. Yeah, um, but so Chase's eyes flash black, and Caleb hits his head on the wall coming in and passes out. Uh, Chase is. It happens, you know. I've done that before. I and you know it hurts, but whatever you get. You're, are you okay? No. I'm traumatized. <laughs> uh, Chase is called into the provost's office. They found his student ID in the back seat of the dead student's car, but Chase denies knowing anything about it, and the provost is like, okay, cool. But keep chilling with those boys you're chilling with, because they're good, good boys. Incorrect. But they're not. Um, oops, sorry. Caleb and Pogue break into the admissions office because Caleb swears that he saw Chase's eyes turn black when they were swimming. In his file, they find Chase was adopted, and his original name was Chase Goodwin Pope. I love that this information is so accessible. Uh, Oh, right here. They have, like, newspaper articles in his student file. No. Unbelievable. It'd be, like, his vaccine charts and, like, his driver's license, if he has one. Are you vaccinated for measles? When did you get your last tetanus shot? Like, end of discussion. Um... And his adopted parents died in a car crash on his 18th birthday. The security guard approaches and they hide by floating near the ceiling. Um, I cry. I cry laughing. Uh, the papers fall down in the <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. Why is it so good? Uh, Kate is in the infirmary with a high fever, but they aren't sure what she has. Her fever has jumped to 100. And five, and she's showing signs of severe anaphylactic shock, as if she were bitten by hundreds of spiders. While leaving the office, Caleb remembers that he knows the name Goodwin Pope 
from the Book of Damnation. Our witchy boys meet in the secret basement covenant room of Caleb's family's original house. He pulls out the Book of Damnation as they read by candlelight. Uh, very very nice little uh, shrine they have. Yeah, lovely. Uh, <laughs> Caleb reads off the names that brought charges against John Putnam. One of them is Agnes Goodwin Pope who claimed that John Putnam came to her as an incubus in her dreams after she was The way that Caleb pronounces Goody Pope gives me, like, reverse ASMR. I, like, don't like his voice. I didn't notice. Goody Pope. Goody Pope. (laughs) Um, I'm telling you, this dude, like, just, like, deliver one line. Please, I don't know. (laughs) I can't handle it. Like, with some, like, feeling, you know? Uh, I, so... I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Okay. So her, I was going to get into know. something, but I'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, We're 45 we gotta minutes We got to get through this so fucking we... plot, dude. That's why I'm like, we got to fucking finish. We're right, not I, even I, halfway I, through the movie. I promise I won't talk again. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. Please talk and interrupt me. Uh, her husband died on June 24th, 1692, and her son was born April 11th, 1693, over 10 months later. Scarlet letter so, alert. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, so Hagen Pope was the son of Putnam and the fifth bloodline didn't end in Salem and Chase is one of them. Reed asserts again how like we didn't all fucking see this. Like, yeah, we it know was, movie. We yeah, know like we get it. Yeah, this could have been shorter. We understand. <laughs> Reed asserts that he wasn't the one using magic the night of the party. So it must have been Chase. Sarah calls to tell Caleb about Kate, who is being taken and treated in Gloucester. Uh, hearing about Kate and the quote creation spell, which is I guess like the only time they call it a, cre- a spell. Yeah, the only time that you say anything about a spell is right here. I'm like, okay, is that what it's called when you make the spell? I don't know. Uh, also, why Chase, is it spider creation spiders? Like that's is, it is spiders that the only, the only thing, thing you can yeah. create? <laughs> Um, Pogue freaks the fuck out and takes his teeny little motorcycle to confront Chase, who is conveniently standing in the middle of the road waiting for his boyfriend. I am dead about what happens with this dialogue. Uh, He quotes Little Miss Muffet. um, Like, passionately quotes Little Miss Which makes me want to die. Like, I could not look at it. I could listen to it. I could look at it. It, like, closed my butthole and my vagina. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) uh, it was so bad. Uh, and then he flips Pogue on his bike. Chase says he only used Kate to get to him, and he's only using him to get to Caleb, which is, as we mentioned before, false. Not because correct, Chase yeah. is using Pogue to get to Pogue's dick. So <laughs> <laughs> at the dorm, a very sus Caleb drops by Sarah's room. Someone knocks on the door, and it's bump, 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 Caleb, because bump, 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 Caleb is really Chase. Chase is moving Magicking and himself. I don't, I'm confused. Um, the Caleb on the bed is Chase, and he's put Sarah to sleep next to him and puts a little spider in her ear. Uh, Chase tells Caleb that he found his real father, who filled in all the pieces of the magic, but it was already too late because he was addicted. Cause we get it's a it. metaphor yeah. for drugs. Right. Um, and his father was an old young man who wanted to end his suffering, break the rules of the co- covenant, so he gave Chase his powers. And then he died. Uh, Chase wants Caleb to will him his powers on his 18th birthday and tells him to meet him at Putnam Barn at the exact moment of his ascension, or he will kill all his loved ones, including Sarah. 
He also admits to killing the kid in the car on the night of the party um, who caught him doing magic. It's vague. Uh, Caleb warns Can't that the more... Can't you just, like, erase his memory? Or can you only make spiders? I don't... Yeah, the rules of magic are not laid out. Um, Caleb warns that the more you use, the more your body breaks down. Chase flings him around the room, kisses him, gives him... Uh, and then it was a nice off. kiss. It was cute. It was yeah. aggressive because no one can admit their feelings, but it was cute. Uh, Caleb tells Sarah, who uh, just woke up, about Pogue's accident, and they all, all the crew, goes down to visit him in a hospital that's forty minutes away. Caleb takes Sarah to his old colony house to meet his very decrepit-looking forty-four-year-old father, William Danvers the Third, who like, looks yeah, like that. Yeah, we know. Yeah. We know. We saw the hand. I was there. Um, who looked like who looks like that because he uses powers too much and they wore down his body. Outside, he tells her that every generation produces only one with power, the eldest male, and a version of the powers come about at age thirteen, but at eighteen the powers fully mature and it's addictive. And his father couldn't handle it. When you ascend, the power becomes your life, so if you will them away, like Chase is demanding that Caleb do, uh, you die. But Chase is uh, more powerful than Caleb will be because he has his father's powers as well. Uh, at the mansion, his mother urges him to take his father to go to his father to ask him to will him his powers so he'll have a better chance. But knowing it would kill him, he refuses and opts to face Chase alone. Reed and Tyler and Sarah are dressed for the I said prom, but I meant dance. Uh, it's, it's basically the fall prom. Fest. Might as well be a prom. Uh, uh, ma'am, it's the fall fest, actually. The fall fest, which is like you can think of a like either don't think of a name at all and don't call it anything, but a school dance. Also, the like, fact that they're like just jamming like Sarah into one of his mom's like gala dresses. I was like, this checks out. Disgusting. <laughs> Normal. Mommy yeah. issues for real. Sip break. Uh, Caleb directs the boys, sit break, uh, to take her to the dance so she'll be protected. Uh, at the dance, Reed and Tyler literally can't do not one thing, and they lose Sarah immediately. Immediately, yeah. Uh, Chase lands on the hood of Caleb's car and blows out all their windows for some reason. In the barn, Chase suspects uh, he isn't planning to will him his power, so he's got Sarah suspended in a spell. He's, he offers to fake his death in a car accident, and he says um, the crowning jewel line of dialogue in the movie, which is, how about I make you my weach? You know? Like, what is happening? What? Here? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know either. I will say, like, it's also hard because Sebastian Stan is chewing the scenery. He is, like, on the drapes in this, and Caleb is... Again, wooden, like a fucking scarecrow. Like yeah. it's just a very weird dynamic, and it's like he is it's giving not Sebastian s- like nothing, and Sebastian is nothing working to work for his with. Dinner. And he's like, he is like, I'm busy over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll deliver these horrible lines. As Somebody has to do it. Yeah. Uh, they have a new metal fight with a really with really bad sound effects of like. Whoosh, whoosh. They're like throwing like it's air bubbles like, at each other. Yeah, like orb throwing, and uh, it's frankly painful to watch. I'm in pain thinking about it. <laughs> uh, Chase is winning, and Caleb is pinned up against a post. When Caleb begins ascending, uh, it's hard to it's tell who's winning because they look pretty much the same to me. 
I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I think that's what the movie wanted us to think. Because, yeah, he's, like, pinned up against a pole. He's pole uh, but... dancing. Pole dancing. Uh, Chase still has the upper hand using Sarah to toy with him until Caleb's father, at his mother's insistence, wills him his own power. They're out in the rain now because they got to be wet. Uh, And with his stronger powers, Caleb sends Chase into a flaming ball of fire and he just disappears. He's gone. Yeah. Confused. Uh, He saves Sarah from the burning barn and breaks the spell on Kate and Pogue. In the aftermath of the fight, the barn is burned down, but no body was found, and Caleb isn't sure where Chase went. I think, like, he's dead, right? I don't know. Like, where did... I mean, it seems like they were setting it up for a sequel, but nobody wanted a sequel. No, thank you. (laughs) We don't need it. They drive off, and they drive off into the sunrise, and we see the Book of Damnation slam shut, surrounded by a ring of fire, and mercifully... We are put out of our misery. Uh, I don't know how much more there even is to say. It is absolutely garbage. It's so classist. Uh, (laughs) Ipswich is an extraordinarily wealthy town on the North Shore, Mm -hmm. for sure. It's like, you know, lots of ocean view houses and stuff like that. Um, But the admonishment and, like, shitty opinion of Boston public schools is not only racist, but also classist. Uh, Boston Mm -hmm. public schools are extraordinarily underserved. Uh, and many of the students that, you know, matriculate from those schools are BIPOC that come from neighborhoods where gentrification is rampant and there aren't resources for them because white people are moving in and like, like butting them out of their basically like generational ancestral homes. Uh, and the students, like all the money around here goes to charter schools. It's like a big ballot mm-hmm. question always for us, like whether to fund more charter schools and it diverts funds away from BPS, uh, where there are a lot of hardworking people and exceptional students. So I take personal yeah. issue with the shitting on Boston public schools that this movie does. Uh, like I went to public school, but I live in like uh, I grew up in a place where the wealth disparity was a lot less. And so, like, public schools were funded, like, on a more equal footing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anyone who went to private school. But one of my friend's husbands is, was a public school teacher here in, it, or in Boston. And his students didn't have a cafeteria. They didn't have a playground. They didn't have a cafeteria. They sat in the classroom all day. They don't lunch, have, like, had their books. Break, like, yeah. very <laughs> short. Yeah, they didn't have books. They didn't have resources. They often don't have music or art classes. They, like, usually just got the bare minimum. Uh, it's absolutely disgusting and also Sarah as this trope of the sort of like scrappy resourceful underdog that came out of poverty is like obviously part of this kind of bootstraps myth that is not true like America is not a meritocracy Sarah wanting to go to Harvard and being able to escape like the poverty that's synonymous with Boston public schools has everything to do with her whiteness and nothing to do with her merit uh, and it's just an absolutely nasty, like, representation of a poor person because she's not a poor person. Like, she's experiencing privilege. And it's also, like, so brief and so unnecessary. Like, it's, like, why? Why? It's she stupid. can just, it's not about her. Like, why? This movie they should just even... be what it is, which is yeah. trash. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. And then Sexy obviously. boys being witchy. That's it. The only woman of color in the movie is Kate, who uh-huh. is abused 
and is in a relationship where the power dynamic is really like not in her favor she's being like marginalized manipulated and gaslit by her white boyfriend Mm -hmm. who has like delusions of grandeur because he's literally from a little ragtag crew called the called the sons of ipswich sons of ipswich so problematic (laughs) and possessive uh and yeah she like sarah and kate are nothing like they're basically nothing but kate gets a lot less. Who is Kate? Uh, yeah. Yeah. She gets no, she's there for exposition. Is she from Ipswich? Where is she from? What does she like to do? What's she interested in besides her boyfriend? No information. Uh, she's the first to get injured. She's injured the most severely. Pretty so. much the whole movie. And she gets spider bitten, which isn't even like a very sexy or cool injury. <laughs> and this movie absolutely revels in like colonization like these mm. boys celebrate being colonizers they celebrate like having stolen land from indigenous people and being connected to like the violent genocide of indigenous tribes uh and it's just the most unself-aware piece of shit in the world i think this whole it's not just like the it's the movie that's participating in this like Right. Heralding New England, Ipswich, Salem, um, the quote original colonies that were not original um, as like something of legend and and like, that rich is history. like a difficult history that people that are colonizers that live on this stolen land in Massachusetts have to reckon with. But there are still people here that like celebrate that their ancestors came over on the Mayflower. That's something Disgusting. you should literally be embarrassed about. That's shameful. Yeah. Uh, the original or the indigenous peoples of the like Ipswich and like North Shore region were Algonquin, Ninui, Ninoc, um, and they flourished on the land and were often nomadic and kind of moved where the resources were um, instead of decimating them and manipulating them to yeah. their own means. So, because indigenous people. Cool are connected to this land and know how to steward it in a way that is sustainable. But instead the patriarchy, white supremacy, classism, all of these isms that are like inexorably connected to each other, just want to destroy and conquer. I do. uh, I do appreciate that. Like at least the villain wasn't like a poor person. The hero and the villain are of the same class class rank of the same wealth. Yeah, uh, but they do queer code the villain pretty strongly. Oh, he is, is so queer coded. I mean, yeah, yeah, we talked about it before. Like he's got a big old crush. The lines that he says, the way that he acts, like, like his... when he says, "Like are we ascending?" and it's got this like lilt that we associate with mm-hmm. queerness. The f word is used against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like it's not an accident that all of the other boys have like like love interests or they're interested like pointedly interested in women and Chase is queer coded as like an other he'll never be one of them not only because he's like the product of like a bastard relationship but also because he (sighs) is queer and his queerness Uh equates to like evil badness yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah that's like homophobia for sure but For such a homoerotic like, movie, this movie is also really homophobic. So homophobic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's like, uh, we're going to show these boys shirtless as much as we can for with as little reason as we can. Um, yeah. But like, like, also, we hate gay people. They could so. just be playing baseball where they have to wear, like, knee socks. But no, we've got them in, like, six-inch swim <sighs> well, shorts. cutie pies, yeah. Um, you know yeah, I love a baseball booty. 
Um, but I mean, I don't know. I just, it's like a, it's bad, but it's fun. It was like kind of fun. I was losing interest at, at a lot I of mean, points, the but like fight scene at the fun. end is truly excruciating. Uh, I really enjoyed like feeling like, oh, I, I would like squelch up into a tiny ball, like be laughing, crying and like text you something that I was watching. And that it was a rush. I'll tell you. <laughs> it was a rush. It was, yeah, like unintentionally funny probably uh but i fully went into like just total like disassociation dissociation is it dissociation or disassociation disassociation when he's made did the little miss moffat line i was like i'm not alive anymore stop (laughs) stop it uh Uh, i gotta go but the the reason you have to go to the bathroom no i have to get the puppy out so we gotta wrap up Oh, I was just going to say the reason I watched She's the Man is because the actor who plays, the actors who play Sarah and Kate are also in She's the Man, which is Together? a Together? Oh, cute. Together. Yeah, so Love uh, that for Sarah, them. played by Laura Ramsey, plays Channing Tatum's, like, crush. And then, unfortunately, the actor who plays Kate, Jessica Lucas, is also pretty relegated to a secondary tertiary role um as one of the best friends of amanda Bynes, but uh black best friend of course and uh, it's yeah fun it's a good time i love she's a man what's laura ramsey up to oh yeah she was in that movie the ruins which is also pretty racist i've never seen it but oh it's on it. hbo max we should watch it and they got yeah so they got the some guy from friday night lights taylor kitsch sorry not some guy my apologies oh i know he's her got from- a name I know Laura Ramsey from Lords of Dogtown, which I was, like, extremely horny for. Oh, my remember. God. I forgot. When everyone was, like, skateboarding and surfing or the it was only like, culture now. It was, like, 1970s skater boys, and it was mm-hmm. extremely hot. Hot to trot. Oh, Heath uh, Ledger. I miss you, Heath. Chase Crawford is also in Gossip Girl, which is another teen, teen movie. I almost said movie. TV show of the time. XOXO. Which also didn't speak to me because I hate rich people. It's extremely um, unrelatable if you are poor or ugly. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm both. So same. Uh, what do you want to fuck this week and forever? Classism. But yeah, fuck classism. Fuck. Fuck uh, the meritocracy. Colonization. Myth. Colonization. Yes, fuck for sure. The original colonies and the like. Uh, I don't know the heralding of the settler colonies and pilgrims and yeah. New if England. You're people, I hate it all. It's fucking stupid. I know. I mean, I love New England. I can't lie to you. I my roots I are deep know. here. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Oh yeah, like Arizona is so much better. It's not. I know it's not. But go fucking talk different. to a lizard in the desert or whatever you okay. do. Okay, lizards are cute. <laughs> Sounds nice. Uh, <laughs> I'll be back. I gotta go talk to it. (laughs) Fuck white supremacy. Fuck the constant Mm. queer coding of movie villains. Disney perpetrates that pretty frequently. Looking at you, Uh, Ursula. uh, Chase and Pogue should fuck each other in a nice way. Absolutely. Uh, If you had to, if you had to pick one of one of the sons of Ipswich, who are you going with? Can I pick Chase instead? Yeah, you can pick Chase. He's he's a son of Ipswich. Honestly, this is really embarrassing. I'm going with Reed. I'm just curious. Gross! What's, what's going on with him? 
<laughs> no. I think if one of the good guys I would have to pick, I think I'd have to pick... I don't know. Reed. Caleb is like so boring. I don't know. Caleb is boring. Poor Tyler doesn't. I, Tyler get a doesn't. Line. He like doesn't have a face. Reed creeps me out. Yeah, I mean, I don't want. I don't want to have sex with Pogue though. No, that's why I picked Chase. Plus, yeah, like fuck Sebastian Stan in a nice way. Cutie patootie. I'm sure he's problematic, but I I can't get into. Yeah, it. we don't need to do. We've done enough. I, today. They're probably all problematic. They're all white people. I don't want to know. We've already. Tackled, <laughs> oh, we're problematic. You know what I mean. We've already tackled Joss Whedon today. I need a break. I can't. I'm hot. All right, I'm gonna go sweat somewhere else. I love you all. Fuck each other in a nice way, in case we didn't say that. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/SpookySuckyBizCast. There's lots of stuff over there for you. This month we are covering uh, Haunting of Hill House episode one and a movie for our bonus episode to be determined. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, and we'll love you forever. We love you. Bye. Okay. Bye.